Hello and welcome. My name is, uh, is Adam Curtis and I'm one of the um, clergy here at Christ Church. If you do have a Bible open, please do keep it open at John uh, chapter 11. So that's John chapter 11, page 1179. And hello to everyone who is watching on the live stream. It's uh, glad you can join us, but please do come in person soon. Here in John chapter 11, we have one of the most famous stories about Jesus. And we also have one of Jesus' most famous sayings. But in this story, there is a huge dilemma. We have the first slide, please. There's a few huge dilemma. Why did Jesus stay away? Why did Jesus stay away? Jesus has, the, has these friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. This family who he's incredibly close to. And when Jesus hears that Lazarus is very, very ill, he doesn't go there. And it's this huge sort of like mystery. Why does Jesus stay away? When we're thinking, well, this is Jesus. He can, he can heal the sick. He can feed the hungry. He can walk on water. Why does he stay away? And actually, this mystery, well, it comes up again and again. Look down with me. Look down at Martha's words in verse 21. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. If you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. And the mystery continues because Mary says the same thing in verse 32. We didn't read it, but just over the page. Where over the page, verse 32, the little 32, where Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And actually, this is the same thing which everyone's thinking. Everyone around the place is like, why didn't Jesus come? Look down at verse 37. Listen to the crowd. What do they have to say? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? Why does Jesus stay away? It is the great mystery of this story, this incredibly famous story. Why does Jesus stay away? Because if Jesus had been there, it is a fact that Lazarus would have been healed. Jesus has healed the blind. He has healed the leper. He has healed the sick. So if he'd been there, Lazarus would have been okay. So why does Jesus stay away? Like, like if... Um, if, if we knew that someone was, uh, uh, they cut their thumb and we had a plaster, well, wouldn't we go and offer to give it to them? Or if we knew that someone was sick and we had some medicine, wouldn't we run and give it to them? If we have the chance to help someone around us, well, don't we help them? So why does Jesus stay away? I think Jesus stays away because actually Jesus doesn't want to increase a momentary life. Jesus wants to offer a better life. Jesus wants to offer a better life. When you start thinking about this theme of life, because we have that, that famous statement Jesus makes to, uh, to, to, to Mary, if you look down at verse uh, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus says to her. In answer to this question, why did he stay away? I am the resurrection and the life. If you start looking at this thing of life, 
Life comes up all the time in John's Gospel. Jesus is obsessed by this theme of life. Next slide. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. A momentary life is full of hunger and thirst. The life Jesus offers, no one will be hungry and no one will be thirsty. Next slide. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. A momentary life is a light of a life in darkness, in moral uncertainty, in confusion. A life with Jesus is a life in the light. It is a life in the light, in a life of certainty, of being led, of being guided. Last slide. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. I am the resurrection and the life. You may die, but though you die, I will bring you back to life and you will never die. You will live though you die. In this momentary life, there is hunger, there is thirst, there is darkness, there is death. In the life that Jesus is offering, this resurrection life, there is not hunger, there is not thirst, there is life. And though you die, you will live in the life that Jesus offers. Jesus comes, and he doesn't just want to extend a, a momentary life, he wants to give them a better life. Next slide. Be a little bit like, in comparison, the momentary life is the 99p burger from McDonald's. Like, you buy it and you're happy for a moment, but it is nothing compared to, next slide, a double Big Mac. And the older we get, we also know that a double Big Mac is absolutely nothing compared to the glories of Hello Burger, even if you have to mortgage your house to go there. But maybe the uh, vegetarians in the room aren't so happy about these illustrations. So what about, next slide, the momentary life is like the fake cheese in its little plastic wrapper. It is nothing compared to, next slide, a glorious cheese platter. The momentary life. Jesus could extend that fake cheese, that 99p burger saver menu. But instead he offers a better life for all those who will believe in him. I am the resurrection of them and the life. And you will live even though you die if you believe in me. Jesus offers that better life. But the big question is, well, can he prove it? Can he deliver it? Or are these just words? Empty and meaningless. Grab a seat and we're, we're back now to John chapter 11. We're back now to these huge claims of Jesus. I am the resurrection and the life. That whoever believes in me, even though they die, they will live. What a claim. And actually, it's quite easy to make claims. But, uh, okay, did you guys know that I'm one of the world's greatest magicians? I'm one of the world's greatest magicians. Now, this might, like, slightly blow your mind, because I don't, I don't like to brag about my, like, international wizarding status, but it's quite impressive. So, so right now, ladies and gentlemen, 
here at Christchurch Sidcup, I am going to levitate. Are you ready for this? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to levitate. Now, this, has, this, this sort of like prowess and power is rarely seen in the humble suburbs of Sidcup. I normally just save my, my big tricks for like uh, the West End. But, um, okay, are we ready? Are you ready for this levitating ma madness? Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, let's all say it together. We'll start from three. Count down. Three, two, one. Boom! Did you see it? No. Hey, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stand up here. Okay, okay, ready for this levitating madness? Ready again, again? Audience participation, all the great magicians do. Oh, wow, people are even getting close. Yes, team, you want to see this. All right, from, from three again. Three, two, one, bang! Do you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that levitating? No. What, why is it fake? Do you think it's fake? Why is it fake? Oh, you saw me. I will admit my four-year-old niece does fall for that one. But you guys saw right through it. Oh, dear. Okay, so I said, I made that claim, didn't I? That I'm the world's greatest magician. A claim. A statement. But there's no evidence. I can't prove it. My four-year-old niece might believe it. And she's now five. I think she might see through it now. But when she was four, she believed it. But I can't, I can't prove it. Can I? So Jesus has made that claim. I am the resurrection. I am the life. Whoever believes in me, even though they die, they will live. And he offers everyone who believes in him this better life with no hunger, no thirst, where you're living in the light. He offers it to all who believe in him. But can he prove it? Because this is the second sort of like pondering. So why does Jesus stay away? He wants to offer a better life, but why else does he stay away from Lazarus? Because Lazarus is one of his best friends. He loves Lazarus. So why does he stay away from Lazarus and Mary and Martha? And actually, as the story goes on, well, two days later, after Lazarus has been in the grave and is very much dead, I hope we all appreciate our, our grave here. This is the work of uh, Tom Parsons. I sometimes think that Tom Parsons is wasted on pastoral ministry, and he should have done set design. <laughs> no, we're very thankful. <laughs> um, so, Lazarus has been in the tomb for two days. Lazarus has been in the tomb for two days. Jesus has now arrived at the tomb. And actually, the very first thing he does when he arrives at the tomb is he, he's actually overwhelmed. One of the shortest verses in the Bible at this moment says, Jesus wept. He's overwhelmed by the death of his friend, who he loves. He's overwhelmed by it. And then he comes to the tomb. And he comes to the tomb, and he, uh, and he tells them, he tells them to remove the stone. And Martha's like, don't remove the stone. Like, if you remove the stone, well, like, like there's going to be a horrible smell. Lazarus has been in there for a few days. Don't remove the stone. But Jesus says, no, I want you to remove the stone. Jesus tells Martha, Didn't, don't you understand that you will see the glory of God? You will see the glory of God. And so Jesus tells them to remove the stone. And as he tells them to remove the stone, he shouts in a loud commanding voice, Lazarus, come out. 
Lazarus, come out. <gasps> what? Lazarus, you're here. I'm glad I'm out in the fresh air. It stinks a bit in there. <laughs> <laughs> Lazarus came out. And even though he's been in there the whole service, well done, Lazarus. Go, take a seat. Take a seat. I can make that claim. I can make a claim to be the world's greatest magician, but I can't levitate, and so you see right through it. Jesus can make a claim. I am the resurrection, and I am the life. Whoever believes in me, even though they die, they will live. And we know that it's trustworthy. We know that it is true. We know that it is worth listening to. Why? Because when Jesus came to a, a tomb that was filled he cried out, Lazarus, come, come out. And he proves that he is the resurrection of the life by bringing him back from the dead. For all who believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, they can claim that better life. And don't you want that better life? You know, the reality is, the older I get, the more I want that better life. The more I want that world where there is no hunger and there is no thirst and people live in the light the more I want that. And that is what Jesus is offering. He's holding out to all who will believe that he is their Lord and Saviour. Let's, um, let's just spend just a moment just uh, reflecting on that passage, that truth. And then I'm going to close in prayer. And when we come to prayer, let's put our hands together. Put our hands together as we come to prayer. Oh, dearest God, we praise you that you've sent your one and only son, Jesus Christ. And we praise you that his words are not empty and meaningless. That he makes huge statements about life and eternity and resurrection glory. And then he proves who he is and the power that he has through his actions. We praise you, Father God, that you have sent your son, Jesus Christ, and that he has shown once and for all, that he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, so that we can have confidence in him. In the name of Jesus, amen.